Wow. I'm so breakable. (laughs) (laughs) Help me. Welcome to One More Thing with Jay and Robert. I'm Jay. And I'm Robert. One More Thing is a podcast celebrating LGBTQ plus pop culture. We did it. We did it. It took us four seasons. So welcome to One More Thing. <laughs> I guess to continue our roundtable series that has been on, we've done two so far? We've done two, yeah. And we are here. I'm super excited about this. This is something we've wanted to do for a long time. And um, we've got three great friends here. <laughs> I know some of them. I have yet to meet one. and I'm going to do it, I guess, more officially on air. But welcome to our non-binary roundtable official title. Yeah. TM. TM. So why don't we go around and we'll all say who we are. What we are. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> who we Tell are. Me what you are. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me. Well, I'll say who we are, what we do, maybe. Sure. <laughs> and your pronoun. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Do you want to? Uh, yeah. Wow. I've been elected. Okay. <laughs> um, hi. I'm Futaba Shioda. I'm an actor. And I also do social media for Gender and Family Project. Shout out. And my pronouns are he and they. Uh, hi, uh, I'm Reed Northrup. New name, recent change, and it feels really good. Nice. Yeah, what a great gift. I to like it. Name oneself. It feels like sexy, but also woodsy and uh, <laughs> dirty. Um, it really fits you. Thank you. Dirty. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and uh, <laughs> I'm also an actor. I do my own social media. Uh, <laughs> and other than that, I also just like to write things and make things with nice people. And my pronouns are they and he as well. Reed, I just can't with you. <laughs> like, <laughs> woods? What does that mean? It's like the earth. Of oh, yeah. The earth. I mean, I... Hmm. I'm a Libra, so... Me too. Oh, oh my God. Yes. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. So I am Esco Jolet. I am an actor. I am also a clown, like a legit clown, and also just a clown. <laughs> um, I love long walks on the beach. I don't drink. <laughs> I Thanks don't know for sharing. Why. I guess. <laughs> pronouns. So pronouns used to be Z and Zer. Then I was like, ugh, over it. So I just go by Esco... Because I just want people to say my name a lot. Okay, that's actually very funny because I was going to mention that I also, my pronouns are just J. Come on, J. There it is. <laughs> like J letter or J. Could be anything. Doesn't okay. matter. Yeah. Okay. I'm here for it. Any sort of letter. And I'm probably going to say I'm pronounced J. Yeah. <laughs> Any letter as long as it said J. Yeah. <laughs> it could be like the letter Q, but it's pronounced J. <laughs> that's actually <laughs> not true. Don't do that ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hate that. We could go into the woods. <laughs> we <Yeah>. could. Nice. <laughs> Good callback. Bringing it around town. So speaking of bringing it around town, this is our third ever roundtable, as we mentioned earlier. And usually our roundtables are about sexuality. We did one about bisexuality. We did one about asexuality. And now we're doing one about gender. Which is, I know, ooh, big smile from Pujaba there. (laughs) My specialty. (laughs) So when did all of you realize that no, no, like, element of the binary that exists fits you? I think, and this is, I feel like people always say, like, you always knew. Mm -hmm. But I think I always knew. Like, so when I started to like women, people were labeling me as a lesbian. And I was like, "Mm, I don't feel good about that. 
I just don't like it. I didn't know why, but I was like, I don't feel like one. And then it was just like, I just dealt with it. But anytime I would hear it, it would make me so upset. I'm like, I am not a lesbian. <laughs> always a whisper. <laughs> Literally, not. always, always a whisper. Um, probably like Golem from Lord of the Rings. Like, <laughs> like you're really upset, but you can't really be upset because you don't know what to say. Mm. But yeah, I always knew that I was just like me. I just wanted to be me. Mm. When did that happen? I don't know. For me, it was like I just knew what wasn't working. If that makes sense. Like I was like, okay, for. I came out as trans three or four years ago now. I actually can't remember. But I knew up until that point, so it's 20 plus years, that she, her was just not working. I was like, this doesn't feel right. So let me just try everything that's not that. You know what I mean? And because I'm still experimenting with them, I don't think I've been able to quite say what is the perfect fit. I just know it's better than what it was. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I guess I was just dissociated for the first time. 20 or so years of my life. And actually for me, it was I went on a Tinder date with this East Asian non-binary person and I didn't know we could exist, DBH. And I was like, listen, we're not going to date, but um, you've changed my life. Thank you so much. And uh, that's because I didn't know trans or non-binary until late in college, after college. So I just thought I was sad. (laughs) It's funny that like trans and sadness is definitely not mutually exclusive. (laughs) It's like, hmm. I just didn't have the vocabulary. And then I saw this person. I was like, that's a me. I mean, I still feel like you don't. It's a me, a Mario. (laughs) I still feel like we don't have the vocabulary. But I'm so okay with it now. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why I just go by ESCO. Because I'm just like, fucking pronouns. Verbs. Nouns, adjectives. I hate English. <laughs> <laughs> That's real. We were, so we were talking, we weren't talking, you two were talking and I was listening out in the the lobby about emails and people getting your pronouns wrong and emails and stuff like that. And especially as you're still experimenting and like changing your pronouns and your identities, like how do you navigate that in a professional world? It is hell on earth. <laughs> It's difficult, you know, because I and I try to have grace just like not with just gender, but truly with everything, because I understand that we're all learning at different speeds. And if it weren't for the people that have had grace with me on different issues, like I would not be who I am today. And I'm so grateful for those people. So I try to have patience first and foremost. But when it's like the repeat offenders, that's where I start to be like, okay, now you're not considering me. I'm just asking for consideration. And I think Esco and I were talking about how um, when people screw up your pronouns in person and then like clearly are thinking about it all night because they send you some email at like midnight being like, I just need to say I'm sorry again. And it's like, honey, I forgot about that. I am watching The Bachelorette and I am happy as a clam. I was not thinking about it, you know, and I do appreciate the effort, but it does become like very laborious to have to constantly like talk people off the ledge a little bit of like, we're going to be okay, you know, just let's move past it, you know, literally talking them off the edge. Yeah, Yeah. You're like, don't jump. Okay. Okay, I know. You're going to get it wrong again, too. Yeah. And you're going to send me another email. And I'm going to send you an email of a picture of just my ass. (laughs) Sorry, Mom. I'm sorry. No, but it's just like I also decided that being non-binary is so new that we're going to have to be the educators of this. You know, like that's just going to be our job for all everybody behind us. And I'm okay with that. But if I say it's okay, trust me, like I am not lying to you. It's okay. And then, you know, maybe 20 years from now, 
now, you'll get it right. I mean, come on. I mean, people have spent, what, 50 years? 60? 20? <laughs> five years? I'm just naming a whole bunch of years. <laughs> I mean, I feel as if, you know, I, I start off the day with that mindset. <laughs> but then yeah. you actually yes, go I'm out into it. the room and, and it's the choice between... Because some workspaces I'm in aren't necessarily arts-centered or, quote-unquote, aware of like progressive mm-hmm. vocabulary and such. So th- the decision is, do I go this whole day being misgendered or... I wear a pin at work that says my pronouns and people think it's a band. (laughs) But, you know, do I tell them my pronouns and explain it and that's a lot of labor or do I just suffer silently? And, Mm -hmm. you know, it's neither is a really ideal situation. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was on the phone earlier today with my insurance and the person kept calling me ma'am. And I was like, do I fight with the insurance person right now? <laughs> Always you know? fight for insurance. I mean, well, and for, with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, both. Um, both. But, but eventually, I was like, you know, it doesn't matter. And then they said it like four or five times. And eventually I just said, listen, um, I'm not a woman. And then that got awkward very quickly. Yeah. But it's a choice between two not really ideal Yeah situations so i think one of the things you said reminded me of something i try to remember too is that this vocabulary is a privilege and like a lot of times like knowing the nuances of gender and stuff is like a form of elitism a little bit like it's a form of like i think now it's a little different because like the internet has sort of like um stepped up in terms of offering resources but even like five years ago i felt like this vocabulary was part of a group of people that was very privileged to be able to like, I study gender, you know, like not everyone has that opportunity. I do think things are changing now, but something I try to remember too is just like, you really may not have even ever heard of anyone like me. And that doesn't necessarily mean you don't like me or hate me or want anything bad for me, but it does mean that you're going to be so confused. <laughs> yes. But it's hard. I totally hear you. And I bask in it. I bask in the confusion. It's like mayo, ketchup, mustard. What? <laughs> you're just saying condiments now. Exactly. You love to list. I do love to list things. It makes things just picture it. Picture it. Just all the condiments, right? <laughs> And then someone comes along and I says, I just want them all. And you're like, uh, uh, what? What is that? You can't choose one. And you're like, no. It's like a soda fountain when you're a kid. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. And you mix uh-huh. all the sodas and it's literally the best soda you've ever had. That's your gender. That is not. That's being non-binary. <laughs> yeah. that, is, that is. You know, I, I, I agree and don't agree, which... Which is great. With that, because yes, I think that speaking to people who don't have exposure to it as if they should know is a form of elitism. But I also think that there's this misconstrued idea that non-binary-ness is this like white liberal millennial movement Mm -hmm. or something that is new and something that is of the youth. And I, you know, before the idea of binary, like people of color, indigenous people very fluidly had gender Mm -hmm. and very much had the vocabulary for it. And it was for, you know, the common masses to know about. And so yes and no. I think that now it's been made to be this, like, educated thing. And and that completely erases entire communities. Yeah, and, yeah. like, the history behind all of that. So yes and no. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Imagine. 
imagine you no longer have to choose between male or female on any legal form. The third gender revolution is happening here in India. The Supreme Court legally acknowledged the right to choose your own gender beyond male or female as an essential part of freedom of expression. Have any of y'all ever seen any sort of accurate representation in any pop culture? Even if it wasn't super direct. Like anything that you project yourself onto. Steven Universe. Oh. Yeah. Uh, SpongeBob SquarePants. Really? Oh, he's so non binary. <laughs> <laughs> I feel as if there's more representation coming out. For me personally, there's that actor, Ian something, on the OA. Well, he's a trans yeah. guy. But then Chella Man uses he, him, and identifies as genderqueer. And he's about to be on Netflix in that superhero show. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yes, 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 yes. Thank yes, you. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. yes, yes. I forget what it's called, but he's going to be great. Right. Cello Man is going to be on a Netflix show? Yeah, as a superhero. Whoa. Oh, yeah. Jericho? <laughs> I don't know what the show is called, but I know that that is happening. I feel representation coming soon. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I think it's because, I don't know, like, what is representation? Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I, uh, I used to work at a off-Broadway theater that will remain unnamed in this podcast. And we were going around the room and one of the, like, this was like a cat, not cast, oh my God, <laughs> uh, staff bonding. We're all just playing parts all the time. Um, a staff bonding exercise where they were like, can you talk about the first time you ever saw yourself on stage in a play? And it got to me and I was like, oh, never, like literally never. I think more and more recently there have been a lot of like not a lot. I should say some trans playwrights really getting the respect they deserve and there should be more and there are more of us. But I have yet to see a show at least. I think television and film is moving at sort of a different pace, though not always accurately or at least accurately in my opinion. Whereas theater does feel to be like really lagging behind in mm -hmm. some capacities and I still haven't seen that play. I can't wait for the day. I hope I don't even have to write it. I hope that someone else is just like... I know. You know? I don't want to have to write it. And I think the reason why I can now say I haven't seen it is because I feel like being non-binary is so fluid and so different for everyone that I think when people try to do it, they still are trying to like make it a label. Mm -hmm. And like it's that person that you're like, wow, I just don't even know. And I respect them for that. And like I think that's what I need to see. Mm -hmm. I'm just like this human is just living, not trying to kill themselves. Mm -hmm. They have fun with their family. People like them. And they're just, you know, at work or school. With a dog. <laughs> I'm listing things again on that. But yeah, I think that's what it is. It's just one of the guys on, um, I don't watch the TV show. I'm so sorry. <sighs> Queer Eye. He makes me happy. I feel like he's exploring. The, the guy with the long hair and the... Jonathan who is non-binary. He just gives me, he makes me very happy. Mm -hmm. I'm like here for it every time just like his presence mm -hmm. and i think that's what i mean like when you see it you're like yep there it is you know but when people try to write it they're like trying to figure too many things out mm -hmm. you know and like oh okay so now we have to like put them in this box and the whole idea is that we're just like we're not in the box and that's what makes you really upset about it <laughs> so in our last roundtable which was our asexuality roundtable we found out that there's this like whole underground not underground asexual community that neither of us knew anything about so is there like a non-binary community it, uh, if which there sounds... is one we 
can't tell you about it. <laughs> we have to kill you. <laughs> well, in, when we were talking in our roundtable about asexuality, we found out that there's this whole thing with like black rings that people mm-hmm. who are asexual mm-hmm. wear black rings so that they it, it like a almost like a hanky code type deal. And we were both floored by it. We were not saying is that like what color is your ring, but like <laughs> we all are there, <laughs> but like are there places that you've gone to to meet other people who are non-binary or like in the bisexuality roundtable we found out that tumblr was like a big place that people like met up and met people through you know there's a ton of terrible things that social media does but one of the great things it does is help you find kind of that niche community there's actually an ace and non-binary community as well i haven't really delved much into it but my friend talks a lot about it because there's things about Body image sometimes has crossovers with people who are ace and people who are gender expansive. And so there's niche within the niche always. <laughs> um, but yeah, I found that there's this like QPOC personals, which is kind of just like the regular personals where you can find people to be friends or more, but it's specifically for queer POC. And I found a whole, we have this like secret club that came out of that, (laughs) (laughs) that I'm not going (laughs) to, but also because for safety issues, you know, there's some people who aren't out. Also being queer and or trans isn't necessarily a safe thing in this world yet. So Mm -hmm. there's a reason why a lot of these, I feel, aren't necessarily broadcast in a mass format Mm -hmm. yeah i also feel like i've not been to very many spaces that are trans exclusive i've been to very many spaces that are like queer which to me is just sort of like again this is my own interpretation of the word anyone can define it uh but just like an umbrella term for sexuality and gender all sort of bent in there and like through those spaces like whether it be like queer raves or queer bars or whatever i've met a lot of trans friends like i met futaba at auditions for trans roles and like that and now we follow each other on social media and i feel like also instagram like i find a lot of other non-binary performers or non-binary people through instagram and now we all follow each other and support each other's art and beings so yeah it's weird that social media is both the devil and god's gift (laughs) duality is always (laughs) my house you know i don't know i kind of want us to have a ring now (laughs) we should get a ring guys like but what would the color be (laughs) the non-binary flag is like five colors so i don't know no but that's what i mean like that's the problem just not the problem but the problem we have also because non-binary is such an umbrella term in itself that's what i mean and there's a hundred flags under that come so. on <sighs> deep breath i feel breath. that people find people no matter what maybe it's us looking for a color that's like very accepting like what color do you think of that's like ooh, yeah i want to hug that Yellow? Yellow. I was, I was totally yellow. thinking. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, so there you now go. if you see people with yellow, yellow rings. rings. <laughs> I have yellow. a yellow ring, so I'm I will start. These fingers are small, but I will find a ring that fits. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about you, but I listen to podcasts on my phone. I do in fact listen to them with my cellular device. And you know what else I do on my phone is I follow accounts on social media. What's your favorite account? The one more thing Instagram account. Do you know what my favorite Twitter is? What's your favorite Twitter? The one more thing Twitter account. It's the only reason I still have Twitter. <laughs> 
So if you're already holding your phone to listen to this podcast, why not head on over to twitter.com and follow one more thang with an A, because I was taken. <laughs> and if you're holding your phone still and you want to do something else, you can go over to Instagram and follow one more thang with an A, because I was taken. And then you can go to Facebook and follow One More Thing podcast and Letterboxd and follow One More Thing. I think that's it, right? We post a lot of stuff about the podcast specifically and also news that we're obsessed with. It should be in your close friends list. Like, I I want to see all y'all. All right. So speaking of community, we wanted to talk a little bit about dating and dating as a non-binary person. Ooh, Futaba's ready. (laughs) (laughs) Any sort of like challenges that come up there because we, in our asexuality episode, had a whole section about how it's hard to date as an asexual person because you have to sort of like put that out there right when you start dating and be like, I am asexual. So like, just so you know, is that something that comes up with your non-binary identity or is that, do you like look exclusively for non-binary people to date so that that doesn't have to be like a conversation Oh, As well looks traumatized. <laughs> We're all I, sobbing. <laughs> okay, I'm going to start off. You guys are going to agree with me, okay? I'm going to share some information <laughs> you about are myself. Gonna agree. I'm going to share some information about myself, okay? Because I'm okay with this. Love you. So, <laughs> so as a non-binary person, also, I need to say this so that everyone hears it. I am not non-binary mask. Woo! Let that go. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so, you know, low-dose tea, you're on that, right? You know, you're non-binary, and then you're like, oh, I love women. Great. And there's just like, who do you go to? Like, do you date lesbians? Do you date queer women? Do you – It's it gets, it gets dicey because you're like – my features might change. Are you okay with that? Mm-hmm. But also, like, day one, hi, how are you? I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't know if I'm ready for that roller coaster. I don't know. I think no. for a long time, I sort of exclusively looked for straight women because, and this is personal, but I just felt like it validated the masculinity I was so trying to perform and find, which is something that's like, you know, hard to talk about and something that's, you know, very emotional for me to be like, oh, I'm looking for another person to like validate this part of my identity that for so long has been suppressed, whether that be by my own self or by my community and by like, I just mean my surrounding community and not by the trans community. So I think for a really long time, I was like straight women only because they make me feel like less of a woman. And as I've gotten more comfortable with my own transness and my own body, like that has really opened up. And some of my like most favorite relationships have been with other queer people. But I do think it was dicey, yeah, like to use your words for a while, because I, I didn't know where to look. Because I didn't want to put my own like emotional baggage onto someone else either. Mm-hmm. But as I've gotten more confident and comfortable with my body and my identity, I have been excited to date all sorts of people. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. No, but same. Yeah, there's something about understanding yourself more that T has given me that's like, oh, do I like guys? What? What? You know, Whoa. like what? Yeah. <laughs> question mark. It's que- question mark. You know, like, hmm, maybe. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, you know. <laughs> you know? I mean, because, like, I like to feel masculine, whatever that means. And I like to feel feminine, too. Like, I like to do things that I like to do. 
Mm-hmm. And that's a, that's a lot for people to take sometimes because then they're like, what are you? And you're like, the best thing you've ever had. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Wink. Whoa. <laughs> I'm a that little bit of strong, a little bit of comfort, you know? That really big cup of tea that you want in that blanket. We're going to get so many DMs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess I'm going to start by clarifying because this is something I've had to clarify before. The T in LGBT is a gender identity, not a sexuality. If you say you're solely attracted to trans people, that's weird <laughs> and fetishy. And it, it, it's interesting because if you're you want the other person to have a sexuality that validates your gender and that's a conversation that i feel you have to have with someone my current partner when we first met i was like so how is how what is your what is your sexuality like tm what is the definition of that because if i don't fall into that i don't see this working you know and and that was because I know some people who identify as a lesbian because of political reasons or whatever journey they took to get there, et cetera, et cetera. But yeah, that was a, it's kind of a, <clears throat> and now the formalities have to be done just so we logistically understand. Because as a, as well, as someone who has like biodysphoria, I know that having a partner who doesn't see me the way I want to be seen is just not going to work mm-hmm. and it's just going to be messy especially when it like comes to the bed and the bedroom and stuff like that. And so that is a conversation. It's not something they're just like, ooh, cross my fingers, hope that they, <laughs> you know, get it. <laughs> but yeah, it's a constant, I feel it's a constant conversation just to make sure everyone's on the same page. And also respecting the other person as much too. I My r- rule of thumb is you get to decide what you're called. Like if I want to be called a boyfriend or a partner, that's how this person refers to me as. Mm-hmm. And they also get to decide how I refer to them, like with pronouns. You mentioned the bed. What do you mean by the bed? <laughs> you? <laughs> uh, Esco is a Scorpio Venus, just so we're all clear <laughs> where that's coming from. Oh, shit. Look that up. <laughs> Look it up. But something that also I feel like we were talking about is like what you were saying, Esco, like, being non-binary, I do feel like my body is constantly changing. Like, I'm actually about to start uh, hormones this week, uh, which is very exciting. Wow. Yeah, I know. Do you want us to take a moment in for that? Yeah, like, a big moment. Like, yeah. I'm here for you. Thank you, guys. Come on. And yes, <laughs> to any of the little people out there that are don't know, you can take tea and identify however you want to. Yeah. Just making sure that people really know that. It e, took me a estrogen, while. Estrogen, any other Anything. Hormones. Like, just... Or not. Do you. Yeah, or not. Like, you yes. so don't need to. But for me, I was just like, I want to try this thing. And the yes. great thing is you could stop if you don't want you to do. continue. Um, awesome. And because, like, our bodies, are, or at least my body, is going to be changing, and I think often, like, a beautiful part of being non-binary is its fluidity, both in terminology but also in appearance. It's really important for me to, like, be with somebody who respects that like respects that like i some days will wear a binder and some days won't like that i might get top surgery and i might not you know like i never want to feel the pressure to do those things because of another person i want to make those choices on my own um so having a partner or partners who really do sort of just want like you were saying like you like it's not about performance it's about just your person um is so important too i think in non-binary dating as well yeah i think that's what makes it 
kind of hard and not hard because you just want to be seen mm. and not put in some type of box. Because I have my days when I'm like, yo. And then I have my days when I'm like, hi. <laughs> and like, yeah. I'm here for it. Yeah, I feel like just as much a gay man as I do like yes, a full-blown lesbian yo, as oh I God. do a non-binary person. As a, <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like I am I'm all of li- those things. I'm, I'm all of them. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Give it- have you ever had someone say, oh, you're great because I'm bi. Now I can have both. Never heard that. And I oh think I would probably... Oof. The first thing that comes to my mind is spit. Yeah. <laughs> because I, I've heard that before and that's just, I don't know. That's really. I don't know. What, yeah. I don't know what it means. It's, it's, it was something that I had to take the pit in my stomach mm. and then go home and just like, you know, chew on it because it was very, it, it again bordered on the, not even bordered, flat out was, you know, fetishizing the whole queer Ew. thing and the trans thing. I mean, non-binary is inherently trans, but I identify as trans and non-binary. And so to have someone be like, oh, you're just... (laughs) You're what I want you to be. Yeah. Like, you fit my kink? I don't know. Because it doesn't even feel like sexuality at that point. Because someone can be like, I'm bisexual and I'm attracted to you as who you are, as a non-binary person. But it's another thing for someone to be like, oh, this is great. Now I can have... Both a man and a woman. Like, like, that's the opposite yeah. of non-binary. <laughs> like non-binary is literally being like, I don't think I'm either of those things that exist right now. You I know? don't know. I don't know. Because sometimes I do say I feel like both. I feel like both. I feel like well, I feel, But that's – and I also tell people that's how I define it for myself because mm-hmm. visually that's just like two worlds merging together to create this other world, whatever that means. But maybe it was a compliment. Oh, no. But I think it's because you know how I look on the good side of things, even Levi. though I'm a really rude person. Um, <laughs> Dualities. Yeah, like it's just like you're just the best thing since sliced bread. But also, ah, don't eat me. So this season we're doing something really fun and really exciting. It's called a book club. We're inventing a new we, thing. Yeah, we invented a, we invented something called a book club. It's going to be super awesome. We're all going to read a book together, and then in an episode at the end of the season, we're going to talk about it. Oh, I guess we should say what the book is. <laughs> season four's book is Red, White, and Royal Blue by Casey McQuiston. Thank you. I, I can't say her last name yeah. to save my life. I yeah. want to say McQuiston, and I know that's not no, it. No, no, it's McQuiston. And uh, we can't wait to start something new with you guys. Yeah, we're very excited. So go, you can buy it at wherever books are sold. It's called Red, White, and Royal Blue by Casey McQuiston. And the episode airs August 12th. So go ahead and finish the book by then. And make sure you're all caught up because we will not be spoiler free in the episode. See you then. And also every Monday before then. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, it seems like we all have different ideas of our non-binariness. Yeah, no, I think that's great to talk about. Let's do it. Let's do it. You want to start, Esco? I will. Okay, so how I define my non-binariness for my parents. I say, hey, on the spectrum, we have a man all the way to the right. And then we have the woman all the way to the left. You can switch it if you want, guys, okay? The women can be on the right, okay? Just calm down. And then mom, I am like... Right there in between, like the perfect in between of where I feel both of them and I'm holding them steady. And that's how I 
identify with my non-binaryness. So maybe it's not both, but I'm in between mm-hmm. and I'm just loving it. <laughs> I'm like, whoo. And then some days I'm like, yo, 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 what's up? And some days I'm like, <laughs> I already that said gender. this. <laughs> that is gender. That's that a is classic gender. gender. <laughs> yeah. Well, because I don't like to say masculine or feminine because I'm still trying to figure out what that means for me. Mm-hmm. You know, and sometimes I feel I still use it in a very binary way and so I'm working mm. on like what that mm. means for me so that's why I just go to yo 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 or hi <laughs> if those are two genders I don't, know, I don't know I don't know I don't know I don't know because like you could hear that both on both sides but it's like yeah some days I want to wear heels mm-hmm. and lipstick and mom I'm working on straightening my hair we'll think about it we'll wait we'll work. we're gonna <laughs> wait but it's just like I like to just do what I want mm-hmm. And because I have muscles, does it mean that I'm non-binary mask? Which I think it's like, what's that thing when it's just wrong? If I'm non-binary, how can I be mask? But if you identify that way, cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's my uh, Libra-ness, just getting yes, the balance. The I'm not saying that I hate you. Just for me. Just for me. Mm-hmm. Let's go out. <laughs> I think for me, the way I, I, I always think in things like in terms of things that I know don't work. Instead of being like, I know for certain this will work because I'm, I don't know, I, I can't tell the future, but I just knew that female pronouns or, you know, she, her, hers, I should just say, wasn't right for me. Um, but I also knew, at least in my experience, that like the depictions of male and men um, was not what I wanted to be. Like, I think I've just been really inundated with this notion of toxic masculinity. And I was like, I never want to be that. You know, and so because I had these two things that didn't feel right for me, I I feel non-binary for me means like neither. Like I'm just me, um, and that does mean like like you were saying that some days I feel more quote masculine than other days. But I just know what didn't work and knew what I didn't want, and so for, I'm just sort of like climbing up the ladder from there, if that makes sense. So that's how I would say my non-binary nature <laughs> operates. So we have both. Neither. Mm-hmm. And then Futaba. A lot of pressure on Futaba. <laughs> but, but then I also agree with the neither, too. <laughs> Do you know? Because it's like, I'm both, but neither. But both. But neither. Mm-hmm. It's all made up. I guess for me, uh, I didn't even know my gender crisis was a gender crisis. I just thought it was a crisis. And then, so I tried to finally exist in how I felt comfortable. And that ended up being hella queer. And I think I identify as trans mask non-binary and for me it's hard I really like he him pronouns but I keep the they them in there because I also I feel as if the idea of man that I'm surrounded by is so western and hyper masculine and um, a gender identifier that I don't want to assimilate to Mm -hmm. so for me that's what the not Non-binary is kind of a rejection of the as well as the rejection of the binary. That's I understand not exactly. profound. I understand. That's exactly I, but I understand. I understand um, what you're saying. It's yes. innately rejecting rules. Yeah. So I, for me, it's like, how can you be, you know, a trans guy and also non-binary? I ask myself at night, but it's all made up. So I don't understand why I can't be. You can. And it keeps me. It it just being like man feels like a structure that I don't want to be a part of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that's why me taking tea took so long. Yeah. yeah I think same. Like I I'm was just like, about to start. I yeah. don't want to be a man. I don't want to be a man. I do not want to be 
a man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it, it's so clear to me. And I was like, well, if I take this, then people are going to be like, oh, so you're a trans man. Also, like taking into account that we do have to um, take accountability for toxic masculinity, even yes. if we aren't oh, necessarily course. performing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Existing and looking as we do in the world is going to. You can't just be like, I'm not a man. I can do whatever I want. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. No, you can still benefit and be perpetrators of. Completely. glad that mother had to marry father but I hate men the one more thing in the episode is if you were to tell anybody who is struggling or questioning their gender one thing what would it be let's start with Esco oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, does anybody else want to start yeah, I, okay. I, I, I oh. truly off the top of my head. I recently, this is like so cinematic that this happened, but I found a letter in my childhood home that was like super crinkly. And I was like, oh, what is this thing in my drawer? Because my family was about to move out of the house. And it was a letter that I'd written myself at 13 that I just found magically. And uh, it made me just weep, weep, weep. But in it, I essentially just was telling my future self, like, you are beautiful and you are loved. And that's something that like growing up as I came out, that's what my dad said to me. I'm very fortunate to have had parents who supported my exploration with sexuality. And that was like the most important thing for me to hear when I was younger and still so meaningful to have seen this year, you know, and read that letter. So you are fucking beautiful, bitch. Just the way you are. It doesn't matter. Labels don't count. Like Mm -hmm. you are beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. If you are questioning things, I want you to write down who you want to be. Like you can be this. That means that this piece of paper means that you can do it. I want you to date it. And anytime you have a moment of questioning it, go back and read that because it's true. I always have to take myself out of my career to really realize who I am. Every time I'm like doubting T, mm. I'm like, mm. okay, if I was just an old man in Canada, what would I be? <laughs> I'd be on T. <laughs> Great. Okay. So I'm going to keep going this route. Mm. So just like pulling yourself out of like the thoughts of other people. What do you want? Mm-hmm. And just write it down because we can forget. We can. We can get lost in all the sauce and just keep on that route and know that you're right. Mm-hmm. You're beautiful, bitch. You're beautiful, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> I would say you know yourself better than anyone else does. And even if that's unsure at the moment, that's still you know yourself the best. And it's also okay to mourn the hard parts and the parts you have to let go and like say bye to. <laughs> or not say bye to and say hi to. Yeah, that too. Because mm-hmm. I am bringing her back, the person before. She's here. Yeah. And it's I'm okay like, to feel all the emotions about it. Yes. Yeah. It's not always going to feel perfect at all. Never. In community. Find it. Yeah, yes. it's true. You can find us on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, no, no, us no, up. <laughs> Thank you all for coming in today. How can our listeners find you outside? I, you have social media up. Everywhere. Um, well, my personal one is Futaba Shioda. Nobody F-U- knows how to spell that. F U T A B A S H I O D A. And the org that I do social media for is Gender and Family Project. My Instagram is at. <laughs> <laughs> is there laughing because they know what it is? It's at Lil 
underscore 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 daddy. <laughs> so that's um, Lil Triple underscore daddy. And then on Twitter, I'm uh, currently actually don't use that because I use my old name. Wow, how fun. I get to change all my socials. Um, so yeah, just find me on the gram or email me or personaldaddy at, at gmail.com <laughs> <laughs> or well, Google my actual address and send me actual mail. <laughs> I can't with you. I can't. <laughs> Mine is Esco Jolet, E-S-C-O-J-O-U-L-E-Y. Just Instagram because everything else is stupid. Uh, <laughs> take that. Hey, if Twitter. they pay me, I'll say it's great. <laughs> <laughs> great. Well, thank you all so much for coming in today. Remember that we have our pub club coming up and our movie club coming up. Thank you to David Zimmerman, our great PA, and Abby Davis for the artwork. Thank you to Gotham Podcast Studio where we recorded this episode. I think that's it. Oh, and thank you to the MTA. Great. (laughs) We love you, girl. (laughs) Pay your fare and helps better service. Bye. Bye.